Win number eight in the books for Ohio State. It is a road victory at Camp Randall Stadium over the Wisconsin Badgers, 24 to 10. Welcome to Snap Judgments. They are brought to you by Byers Auto. I am Austin Ward, and that is Jeremy Birmingham and the uh, banged up Buckeyes. Yeah. Win again. Um, I mean, you want to focus on injuries first. I think maybe it's important. <laughs> um, certainly, it puts the whole performance in context for me. But it 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 sure 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 does add some flavor to it. Um, it looked like a team that was ready to go physically, and then a really cold night, a kind of a hard playing surface. You saw a number of times guys get knocked to the ground and get up feeling a little sore. Julian Fleming, um, even Marvin Harrison on his remarkable touchdown catch got up a little gimpy on the back. Um, it's not a really forgiving field. The biggest concern, I think, injury-wise, we'll just dive right into it, has to be that of Lathan Ransom. When you see a non-contact limp happening, um, especially ankle-wise, the first thought you get is Achilles, and I don't know if it's going to be that serious or not, but um, certainly did not look good uh, post-game. So that is a major concern for Ohio State. But it did open up a door, I think, for Jordan Hancock to prove once again his versatility. He ended up going back and playing that spot with the return of Denzel Burke. I mean, it's you're already short Jihad Carter at safety. The Buckeyes were playing some extra guys today, doing a little bit of dime stuff. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because if that injury for Lathan Ransom is a serious long-term one, that's a that's a big low, big blow for a team who uh, has been playing as good as anybody in the country defensively. That's the big one for uh, a guy who got knocked out. It did allow to, us to see, we've talked a number of times in the last month or so, is there an opportunity for Ohio State to play Lath, uh, excuse me, Sonny Styles and Jordan Hancock together, and that did happen tonight. They were doing that uh, some in the first half, even before Lathan Ransom. He, w- he checked himself out of the game. He went to the sideline, went to the tent. They brought a card out for him, and then right back here as he headed to the locker room, they put him in a wheelchair. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, but interestingly enough, he came back. He taped up his foot, came back, put the shoe back on, and came back out to the field so he could watch the end of the game with his teammates. Walking off the field, he was still pretty gimpy. Yep. I asked him, I said, is, did you twist it? He said, I don't know what happened. Yep. So, I mean, it, it's uh, it's one of those ones that you're going to watch. And really, getting out of here tonight for Ohio State with a 24-10 to 10 win is huge for a number of reasons. You're not going to look past Rutgers or Michigan State or Minnesota, but this was mile marker number three on a four-mile race of this uh, season. The fourth mile marker is a month from now. So sure. now you've got to figure out exactly how to get to that point healthy. All right. So that was a guy who, who left out. Emeka Ibuka also did not play, uh, but he didn't start the game either. So we'll leave that out of the conversation. But the guys who came back in, boy, uh, Denzel Burke and Travion Henderson, two really uh, good buddies, uh, both get cleared to go and both made a massive impart, impact Excuse me, for Ohio State, mostly Travion Henderson. Yeah. I mean, we have had a lot of discussion about Travion and like his place in, in the in the big board of running backs nationally, is Ohio State a better offense without him on the field? Nope, they're not. Sorry, uh, some pretty clear proof tonight. There's right? a lot of we've seen a, a couple times this year. We're like, oh, maybe the maybe the things move a little smoother this with Chip in there. When Travion Henderson, who's the best running back on the team, is healthy and his legs look super fresh tonight, like the running game is different because he has an ability to turn a four-yard run into a 10-yard run like that. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't have the ability to turn a four-yard run into a, into a minus one-yard run because he still does that every once in a while. But nobody had more negative rushing plays in NFL history than Barry Sanders, okay? <laughs> so 
I'm okay with it. Okay. Because you have a guy that can pop one for 33 anytime he touches the ball, which is what he did on his, you know, game ceiling touchdown. So, um, but it's not just the running game. Travion helps Kyle McCord in the passing game so much, and he's just a different type of player. When you get him out here, you can see where this offense could go if you get a healthy Mecca Whatever, Cade Stover was not himself tonight, did not even get targeted. So he was out there, I think, just as a decoy, yeah. just to say we're not going to take him off the field because he, he you know, you're going to block a little bit and you're going to need him to chip. Um, so we don't know exactly what's going on there. But this is a team that is banged up, but it's heading into November 8 0. And I, I was thinking about what I was going to say on snap judgments throughout the second quarter or third quarter, and my entire sort of perspective shifted, I guess, once it got to the fourth quarter. And like, it's freaking cold out here. Uh, great crowd, good energy. Kyle McCord obviously did not play very well in the first half. He completed 13 of his last 15 passes after he threw the second interception, which Ryan Day took off of his shoulders and said, I understand that one. The first one not, squ- didn't take that one off the squarely shoulders. on his shoulders for the first one. But, um, you know, it's another instance where McCord bounces back and plays a much better game. And he did it with some, some physical toughness as well. He couldn't even put pressure on his, on his left foot. Um, after he picked up the, the third and three scramble that he ran for eight yards, like it's, it's a tough spot to play. And, uh, it's a, it's a 14 point win. Just keep thinking this is 2002, man. You know, if this is that team wasn't even winning by 14. No, 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 they won here that year. I think it was 20 to 13. So, uh, it, it has a lot of, you know, the same vibe to it. And I, I understand that there are going to be Ohio State fans frustrated with this effort in the first half from Kyle McCord. And trust me, I totally get it. Um, Ryan Day himself talked about there being a, a lingering sense of frustration for Ohio State on offense that they have not played a complete game. And we can point to the injuries if we want for a, a, an excuse for that. We can you know, talk about Wisconsin playing a different coverage on the second interception for Kyle McCord and Ryan Day taking some of the blame for that, that or at least saying that you know, Kyle McCord was not to blame. They, they are not playing at the level that they have offensively from the last couple of years. There were missed throws. There were also some really freaking good ones from Kyle McCord. And I think that's what that's what makes it hard to, you know, properly evaluate or give a, I guess, give a clear thumbs up or a clear thumbs down to a performance like that. Because he was also really tough on the play where he re-aggravated the ankle injury, or when I think that he did, it was on a scramble that had to be done to get a first down and a dive forward. He was not the same guy after that. He went and got on the exercise bike. Tristan Jebbia warmed up for a bit. Going into the fourth quarter, they had a little bit of a break. There, ha- Ryan Day had to be thinking, it, do I need a different quarterback to get to the finish line? And Kyle McCord made that very clear. No, he's going back out there. Um, and he made enough plays, as you said, Burn 13 out of 15, some throws down the stretch. Travion busting the big one uh, from the 33 to going into this end zone down here was obviously massive. But, you know, I I think it's just whatever you want to see out of it with Kyle McCord at this point, you can. He's This is start number nine. This is eight for the year. And if people say, well, this is enough now. He's played it. He should be taking the next step. Understand. Yeah, I mean, the, that's a fair conversation. But it's also <clears throat> a pretty damn tough environment to play a football game. Uh, and... I think Ryan Day understands. I didn't mean to just cut you off. No, you're fine. Like, Ryan Day understands that his quarterback needs a couple good things to happen early in the game. He said that the drop touchdown pass by Travion Henderson was like a puncture to the heart. I mean, that's pretty serious. Yeah. Uh, he, because Comicord needs that ball to be caught. And I think one of the things that we saw with C.J. Stroud, with Justin Fields, those guys felt like, 
I can throw it anywhere I want and people are going to make the play. What Common Court has not done a great job of so far, um, at least consistently, is giving his receivers a chance to make a play. There were a couple of incompletions in that first half where he threw the ball to Marvin Harrison where Marv's open enough where if the ball is catchable, Marv probably gets it, but it's thrown over his head or thrown inside. The Julian Fleming deep shot, like if it's similar to a week ago where he had Carnell Tate down the seam. If he puts that out in front of him, it's probably a huge uh, touchdown. I, you, you and Bill uh, disagree with me. That ball was thrown 50 yards into the air in between no. two guys in coverage, and it hit Julian Fleming it's in the stomach. It's got to be caught. It's got to be caught. I don't think it was a bad throw. It was a long throw, yeah. and it was put relatively in stride. That's my opinion on it. Well, it should, and the be, drive it should be caught. And that drive would have looked very different with that catch or with Travion Henderson. Like, the interception would not have happened. Yeah. So, again, that's one of those, like, where is it? It's right here in the middle because you can make a case either way, and like we're, we can argue over it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like they have to make more plays on offense at the end of November or in the first weekend in December or in January. Like that's that's the reality of the situation. But you don't have to make a ton if they never give up more than ten points. Yeah. The defense is really good, and again to come out here tonight, Wisconsin did not seem to really know what they wanted to do offensively. I think that there was a plan to get Braylon Allen. Braylon Allen really involved in the first half, and then he just couldn't get going, and then he gets hurt. They ran the ball a lot better in the second half when Braylon Allen was off the field because I thought Ohio, I think Ohio State at that point was like, okay, they're just going to drop back and throw the ball. They had their fullback or whatever back there who was a, a big you know big kid, tough to bring down. Braden Locke played a nice game for Wisconsin. Tough, you know. I think there's some really good young quarterbacks developing around the Big Ten. Watching on Saturday, watching um, Northwestern, watching Indiana, watching Braylon, Braden Locke tonight. Like, the league is pretty good. And Luke Fickle's team deserves some credit for coming out here and making it difficult for the Buckeyes. This was not a, a game where they took a lot of, you know, risks and gave Ohio State big opportunities to, to hit home runs. So, uh, it's just a it's not pretty but like it's 24 to 10 on the road at wisconsin the last two times they played here went to overtime so this is a market improvement but you know if you do this 15 times in a row they give you a trophy yeah you win a national championship and that's what i'm saying if you think about this year in the context of ryan day's offense the last five years it's gonna feel different different and uh but it should feel different because this is Think about 2019's defense with, I mean, th- this is what it is. And, and it may not have Chase Young or Jeff Okuda or, or Jordan Fuller, but these are some damn good defensive players. Jack Sawyer has elevated his game in a major way. Steel Chambers on the second play of the game, forcing a fumble when Wisconsin had a little momentum early because of the fourth down stop against Ohio State. Uh, you know, and then you see what Denzel Burke brings back. Uh, I don't know what the fans in here. I understand fans see whatever they want that serves their purpose. But, like, the receiver on the third and eight throw who had his hand in Denzel Burke's face the whole time. Yeah. And I was walking off the field with Denzel. I was like, <clears throat> I don't know why they're so mad. He's like, it was it was hand fighting the whole way. Like, it was fair play. It, it's, they're this, both doing it. This defense is good, man. And, and we watched, and, and you'll folks will see it on the notebook tomorrow morning, like a lot of, a lot of guys pretty gimpy getting out of here tonight. And it feels like a little bit like the Notre Dame game when people are just, like, beat up. But you're going to get an opportunity to go home and rest, and you get to do that as a winner. And that, uh, you know, you mentioned it on the notebook, but the spread was 14. Vegas kind of had a, a beat on this, I think. Yeah, they they got it right, and that's why Ohio State wasn't complaining that they were still celebrating uh, very boisterously in the locker room next to the post game press conference. They know that it's hard to win games in the Big Ten as well. But they the other part is that if you just win them all, 
that's the ultimate goal. And they took another step closer to that as they finish up October. They're 8-0. and They came to Camp Randall. They win 24-10. to On the road again next week, they go to Rutgers. So not a ton of time to, to get rest and, and recuperated. This is a, a sneaky Scarlet Knights team that has been giving people some fits. Uh, and Greg Schiano, you know, is always cooking up crazy special team stuff and gadget plays and, and exotic blitzes to try and frustrate Ohio State. So that looms. Uh, next week, early kick, sleepy Piscataway noon, but uh, we don't have to talk about that yet because we will a ton on the podcast moving forward as as we put a bow on this one uh, on Snap Judgments. They're brought to you by Byers Auto. 24-10, the Buckeyes are a winner. They're 8-0. They head to November in championship contention, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is a Heisman Trophy. He should be the favorite at this point. Boy, he, he's good, man. <laughs> we'll have that conversation uh, a little bit later on, but he's Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. Thanks for joining us uh, on Snap Judgments. We'll talk to you later.